I'm literally like when I meditate, I am like lying down mm-hmm. and I like it's like Lady Gaga when everyone thought she was dead <laughs> on her live stream. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, is she dead? (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode five of the A Word podcast. Oh my God. So once again, you're with your hosts, Lucy and Talima. Thank you for joining us today. We have been away for a week. Um, Hope you didn't miss us too much, but we're back now. Um, Hoping to get two episodes out to you in the following week from when we're recording this. Um, So yes, welcome back to you all. So we are currently recording this episode at the end of Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, So on that note, we decided to talk about the importance of slowing down and making sure to check in with yourself like every now and then, but like actually checking in with yourself, especially right now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, which you probably have heard already like constantly being reminded. I think we should just stop (laughs) talking about it on this episode, but... um, yeah so let's do a check-in Lucy how are you like but like really how are you and like what have you been up to the past two weeks the last time we recorded oh um, my god thank you for asking Kalima <laughs> <laughs> this feels so like nice to just like talk um in our like podcast so I'm feeling do you know what all things considered I'm feeling good I definitely woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I will say that, um, which I think happens sometimes for different people. Um, yeah, do you know, the last few weeks have been so interesting, I think, because I've definitely gone through a lot of phases with the with the pandemic. Or, or, um, unfortunately, I have to talk about her. But because um, <laughs> I think like at the beginning, I was very, I go through phases of being very angry and resentful. And be like, I just want to do what I want to do. And in the last like three weeks, I've really fallen into a kind of comfort, a comfort bubble, like with how I feel um, in the house. Um, like I'm enjoying taking it slow and just doing everything at like my own pace. Mm. Um, but I've it's been good because I've learned what helps me when I feel overwhelmed if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because some days I'm just like I feel just so like there's just so much on my plate and I just what am I going to do with it but now I've like learned things to help me kind of reset like you know how we talk about resetting um and how it we like need to do it every now and again um like I, I have to sometimes not be on my phone and like read I love reading and that like helps me reset or meditating it helps me reset being outside helps me reset things like that I try and do so I think all things considered I'm doing quite well actually I feel quite positive these days actually how are you Halima how are I <laughs> well thank you for asking Lucy <laughs> <laughs> uh, well today Today I'm good. I'm good. I took out my braids last night. My head feels so light. I can like my scalp can breathe. It's 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 nourished. Oh, <laughs> and it sounds gorgeous. I'm, I'm so excited to use my function of beauty um, hair stuff that I got recently. <laughs> not an ad. <laughs> this is not this up. is not an ad. Um, sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> we wish. No, but like yeah, I'm really good. I think the past few days I've been quite good, but. 
I feel like this week, like the theme of this week being like mental health awareness week, I feel like it came at like the right time for me because in the beginning of the pandemic, I was thriving. Like I was doing so well because I was really happy to just like be at home and not have to commute to work and like I just got really tired of like doing a nine to five and I just really needed a break so it came at the well not saying that it's a good thing but like it just happened to be the time where I really needed to like slow down and look after myself and like just like take a break so yeah during the in the beginning I was good and then a few weeks after I'd say like maybe last week I like everything started piling up and my like I said this last episode like my head literally felt like it was gonna like gonna explode yeah I had like this jarring headache that I I can't stop saying the word jarring and gnarly it's really bothering me I've started doing that too (laughs) (laughs) but I had this like persistent headache that I had for like a good three days and my mum was always saying like oh a headache isn't um it isn't a thing you get just because of a headache. There's always another reason for headaches. And mm. um, I'm the kind of person that, like, if mentally, like, something was wrong with me, it does kind of, like, manifest in a physical way. So I, like, stopped looking at screens for a few days. I stopped contacting people and, like, answering to messages. I, like, stopped using social media. And I stopped, like, doing things that... I didn't necessarily like need to do or just like had to stop being like running on autopilot so it was like a little holiday that I took for myself um it was literally just three days but it was so nice like it was so lovely just really doing things intentionally and not Mm. not feeling like oh I need to like call this person I need to like answer this message I need to post this thing I need to organize these things I need to answer these emails but like it yeah it was really good it was nice to kind of reset yeah the past few days I've like slowed that down a lot so I've just like tried to do things slowly in a sense where so instead of doing something I can like I don't know basically the equivalence of instead of buying fast food cooking it for yourself if that makes any sense to anyone mm. so um I made pasta the other day <laughs> I said the other I day saw. that was yesterday I made some fresh pasta because I'm trying to like really live a slow life at the moment and then I'd like after work because I work from home at the moment like luckily enough um I'd like sit outside in the garden for a bit and do some painting and like not go on my phone I have like an allowance of about two hours a day that I can use my phone well there's a like two hour gap in the day that I can use it um just like watching playing games with my brother and sister has been really fun we've had like Thursday and Friday night quiz nights and um family like game nights and stuff um but that's been really nice um I recently read this article I think it was in the New York Times. Um, it's called Stop Trying to Be Productive by Taylor Lorenz. Um, and I feel attacked. <laughs> you should. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I read in the article, it, was, it said, um, the internet wants you to believe that you aren't doing enough with all that extra time you have now. But staying inside and attending to basic needs is plenty. And like, 
that really resonated with me as well because mm. like I was seeing this whole like okay now we're inside life is on hold right now so we have all this time to do so much um and I have been doing so much and I realized like oh wait it doesn't mean that life is like fully on hold we just have to find a new way to like start living our lives and like adjusting um mm. but like yeah I don't know how was that for you have you like yeah I always think about because I something that's kind of plagued me in this time is in the back of my mind I'm like there's no excuse for not doing things I'm like mm. if I don't complete like this thing in all this time like there's no excuse for that and like on, on one hand if in 10 weeks I didn't do like <laughs> one reading or something <laughs> for my degree that I'd be like Lucy <laughs> but like it's like if I don't get something done in like one day I'm like there's no excuse because I've had the whole day and I'm not doing anything like but then I kind of feel like there have been days and this would happen if I was doing you know all my regular stuff as well mm -hmm. but where I wake up and I'm just like overwhelmed and then I'm like no this is a day I need to just take the day off and that's like okay like that's something that's like I've learned and I think something like the internet kind of exacerbates that for me I feel like it contributes to me feeling overwhelmed or feeling like I'm not being productive enough or yeah, to feel guilty about having a day where I just feel like I need to take care of myself. And I saw a quote the other day, which was like, taking care of yourself is productive. Oh gosh, I love that. Yeah, I think I saw that as well. Yeah, and it really like sat with me. Like, I was really like, do you know what? I'm going to stop feeling bad about having days where I just feel like, I need to take care of myself and I'm just feeling overwhelmed and it's not sticking today. Like I'm not going to do this thing that I had planned and I'm just going to do it another time and not feel bad about that. Mm -hmm. Like that's been something I've been trying to do because although we have a lot of time, you know, you're still a human mm -hmm. and a lot of us are still far away from friends, family um, and the lack of, you know you have to kind of make your own routine and it's really challenging like I feel like everyone's comparing online you just compare yourself with everybody and you're like it's just the natural thing to do particularly on something like Instagram where you're just like they're doing this they're doing this I should be doing something yeah and you know even us like well we've like created a whole podcast <laughs> which is like a an achievement <laughs> like you still feel like I still have this thing of like I should be doing something else or like yeah. I have so much time I need to fill it like yeah no I completely get that especially being on the internet and on social media I I remember seeing this post um I think it was last week and it was saying how but I I'm gonna get this I'm gonna mess it up so I'll say what it said along the lines because I don't remember the actual words but it was like um if you're you're scrolling through like 200 posts on Instagram and like you think that you're seeing people doing like 200 like productive things when really you're seeing 200 different people posting like highlights yeah so it's like not everyone is constantly doing things all the time and achieving things but while we like looking at it and because we get this information like in such a short amount of time there's like so much coming to our brains we're like oh my gosh we need to 
um we need to be doing like this this and this at this time because everyone's like doing all these things like uh what's happening but like in reality like that's not what's happening and this isn't just like one person's life you're following it's like so many other people's and you didn't ask to see this information and people get things done behind the scenes or like people maybe like they didn't do anything for a week and then I don't know they're like doing something and post a picture of it but like you don't necessarily post about things like I don't know say you're like lying in bed looking at the ceiling I don't don't see that many (laughs) pictures of ceilings going to take my shower yeah it's like like people aren't just posting what they're doing all day it's like it's not realistic and it's I think just having that in the back of your mind and trying to remember that like it and even if someone was being super productive and doing all these things all the time like that's none of your business like that's not your life no one said that's how you're meant to be living your life like there's no like rule book and um or like anything saying that you have to do these things all the time like having a break is a productive thing to do um Mm, because you can't carry on without it yeah like if I didn't take toes off when I felt overwhelmed or hormonal or you know just emotional or tired like if I didn't take those days off I to reset I wouldn't be able to do anything else yeah and it's your body's way of just telling you hey we need to slow down we need to do something else and it is just nice doing those things for pleasure or just because you want to you don't necessarily need an like a goal like oh if I do this then I'll be able to do this thing in the future it's like hey let me do this thing for myself it is like just checking in with yourself again because I I think like nowadays I'm really considering like how I think about things and just trying to do things because oh I'm doing this because I want to do it which is what I do anyway but sometimes I'm like Mm. I put a lot of pressure on myself um yeah I have a genuine concern about like life after lockdown because I just think it's been so I found that in the run-up to lockdown I was in hindsight wearing myself very thin Mm. like doing way too much way too much um and I kind of felt like right before we had lockdown that I was probably gonna like explode like it was kind of reaching a bit of a peak yeah and then when lockdown happened it's kind of been in a way a sort of wake-up call for me like Mm. where it's like you can't do that much again like it was like you physically should not be doing that much stuff. Um, and um, I get concerned about life afterwards because me and my friend talk about how in Britain there's quite a crazy productivity, um, like we have quite a ridiculous association, no, a ridiculous relationship with um, productivity yeah. and how it's not like that in other countries. Like um, I know that, you know, that in some, I can't think of a specific country, but like in some places they do like a four day working week because mm. it's literally proven that people like don't work on Fridays that's, that's <laughs> like, so real I I yeah in offices like up and down the country wherever in, in in any workplace people come in on Fridays and their their brain is like it's the end of the week <laughs> so although we have a five-day working week actually it's more like four days yeah <laughs> really I've definitely but had we just that discussion at work like the whole with people like we should really only have a four day working week because we'd get done the same amount of work and probably to like a better quality 
it makes a lot of sense because then if you give people more time off, they have more time to recharge. And also it seems like people don't really take Fridays that seriously anyway, because they're just so it's, excited. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but like on that note, like with the whole, like us being like feeling the need to be productive all the time in like England and like, well, in America, like those kind con- these places um I had a therapy session with my therapist um who I don't see her we always like talk about this yeah we always talk about therapy Um, constantly but like um the last session I had with her she was it was a few it was like two months ago actually no two months or a month ago and it was right before lockdown and then she um told me oh she told me I was really (laughs) self-aware which you are and then she said that um a thing that might help me is if I well this was like my therapy homework look into um ikigai which is like um it's basically a Japanese practice of like how to live life to the fullest and like be happy and enjoy life and be content um but see things in like simple ways so there were it was like to do with career that she was telling me about and there were like four main things so it's what you love um what the world needs what you're good at and what you can get paid for um so you have to like draw like a mind map and write these things that you love write the things that the world needs so like your mission um write what you're good at so your vacation and like what you can get paid for and your which is your um profession and then like it it makes it so much easier when it's written out so it helps you like kind of join the dots and then it's like this is what I should be doing like this is the career I should be doing because it really doesn't matter sometimes like we like go through like school we go through uni we go through all these processes and we don't always really know what we want to do but we kind of like sometimes like follow this rule book like this is what I'm meant to be doing then you get then you're like I'm not happy um Mm. but it is all about like just being happy you need to try and like lean into that more in life um but it, it yeah it's like really helpful it they um like they have like little rules as well like eat until you're 80 percent full like that kind of thing because it's like you don't need to overindulge but you want to be satisfied but like generally stuff like that um but yeah just thought that oh, that's really good i'm gonna do that when we finish this okay. i want to do that I'll because you the sheet my therapist sent me no i'd love it but i think because i do think as well, I think it's quite funny how you you do things that you think you want or you don't, then you realise in hindsight that you didn't think a lot about that decision and then you end up somewhere and you're like having this experience and you're like, no, this is definitely what I did not want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's kind of a beautiful thing, I feel like, in a sense, like it can make you annoyed that you've made decisions that you're not happy with. Yeah. But if you didn't have that experience you wouldn't know what you like like exactly like you've gone on that journey and it kind of makes you like more appreciative when you do get to the place you want to be um but yeah so next segment (laughs) we wanted to talk about just like examples of slowing down and like ways you can look after yourself right now um especially ways that aren't like centered around consumerism because like a lot of the time I find that like the self-care industry so like basically Goop and like Gwyneth Paltrow throwing the first yoga mat at Stonewall so that's I, my I, favorite tweet. I cannot even that that should have come with a pre-warning because <laughs> I am completely triggered by Gwyneth Paltrow 
<laughs> but it is like people just monetize on self-care a lot um but like it is nice to make it quite um accessible um I will also link some stuff down below of like accessible self-care and like accounts and stuff that you can follow um mm. but yeah so let's talk about some examples then I, I don't want to keep saying meditating because I feel like I say it all the time but it really is <laughs> it's like a life-changing to me it genuinely is yeah like I I honestly feel like if everyone meditated for like 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. you'd feel you'd feel so much of a benefit like I'm literally like when I meditate I am like lying down mm-hmm. and I like it's like Lady Gaga when everyone thought she was dead on her live stream <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I put my headphones in. I personally um, listen to bilateral stimulation music. Um, it was recommended to me by my therapist. Uh-huh. Um, because it's um, it's the same process as the therapy I went through. It's quite complicated, but I went through a specific type of therapy called EMDR. Um, and the bilateral stimulation music kind of echoes that's therapy so when I listen to it it automatically um relaxes me and um it's something that you can access really easily it's on YouTube um then and you just listen there's like some 15 minute clips so it's really easy and then you put your headphones in that's really important to have headphones in when you're meditating I think if you're going to have it with sounds um just so it's kind of all-encompassing I find Mm -hmm. um and then it's like 10 minutes and then I you always feel good afterwards like you always do it sometimes takes a second to like relax it's, it takes me around like five minutes I feel like and then I completely decompress and it's like I start anew so I have to say that's like always really effective um also self-care is um and I'm trying to get you into this but doing affirmations I know I know you are yeah because it it works yeah. I'm not kidding when you found like the right affirmations for you because affirmations are all about saying out loud the things that you need to hear Mm -hmm. so it's very personal experience like you have to find like find out what are your core beliefs that are wrong about yourself it might be that like you're not good enough or you're not strong enough or you're not it may be not even like you're not pretty enough like and whatever any whatever you're holding deep that is not helpful for you in your life and your self-evolution it's good to kind of have a check-in with yourself find out what that is and then literally when I worked out what my affirmations were all I do is like look at myself in the mirror every single day and say them like I say like like I'll be like you are good enough look at myself directly in the eye you know that's so and you just do that a couple of times literally for like two minutes and I'm not kidding I did it one time this year like seven days in a row and I genuinely could feel it working it was crazy I think it's just something about the process of telling it to yourself it's more powerful than like writing it down maybe just for me personally I don't know if that's a universal thing but it's it's crazy I oh, it's awesome I think that probably is true like the it's better saying it than writing it down because again it's like more senses are involved you're saying it and like in order to say something properly like say it with your chest eventually you have to actually believe it whereas you can write something down and then like not look at it again um um another example um I thought I came up with some that were like things like just little things you can do that are like internally just 
quite important for your like growth um one of the things I thought of was like just learning to say no um to someone when they're asking for like your time or energy for like a task or something that you just really don't want to do or like deep inside just don't connect to doing at the moment because sometimes it is hard to say no like I I I think like years ago I like was at a point where someone will ask me to do something I wouldn't really want to do it I'll just be like "Mm, I don't know like maybe okay but then do it just for the sake of it and I always feel bad after it um and there's no point of that because like when someone's asking for your time and energy you are like having to transfer that energy from yourself and it does kind of take away from like from yourself in a way if you're doing something you genuinely don't want to do so I feel like saying no is really important like it does also um enforce boundaries and it does kind of force you to like look at yourself and like force yourself to communicate your boundaries to someone else which is like I I feel like that is so important I probably said it uh, like before on this podcast but like when I first when I first was told by my therapist um about boundaries like it literally changed my life like I know you guys are probably sick of us talking about boundaries but it honestly it is honestly something that will change your whole perspective on yourself your whole like respect for yourself and your life it just gives you so much more like internal self-worth like I don't have to do this thing simply because I don't want to and sometimes like you really don't have to explain yourself like you just have to know to yourself I don't want to do this thing or I'm not comfortable with these things or I don't want to cross this line um and communicating that like being or having the language and like the emotional capacity to be able to communicate that is something that you may have to work on if you're not used to it but once you do it's just so it's it's empowering (laughs) yeah and you know I wanted something that was really like eye-opening for me is that like you don't always have you don't have to give a reason yeah like like you know I feel like often people are like okay I'm gonna get out of this event and what's my excuse gonna be (laughs) they're like I need to think of an excuse otherwise I I won't be justified for not coming (laughs) but it's like it's your decision I would I don't really take offense take any offense if someone like if I ask someone to do something or and and they simply are just like no I'm not gonna ask why I'll just simply be like okay they don't want to do this it's not that deep but like yeah if you feel like that for um towards someone else why can't you feel like that towards yourself like I feel like that's quite important yeah like and like I it's so true though like I always feel like as well like I still have it to an extent where I, I'm like if I'm like today you're everyone's on a lot of like zoom calls facetimes mm. and da, 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 da. I feel like if I say like I, if I want to go I have to say a reason for wanting to go yeah like I have to be like I've got to go because I've got to do xyz mm. when actually like last night I just I was on a zoom call and I just went I'm gonna go now yeah I'll see you guys and I and that, that felt like an achievement for me because I wasn't explaining myself yeah I just was like you don't need I'm gonna go yeah no that's really good like especially like right now on the note of like slowing down as well like um enforcing boundaries at this time is quite important like so for example if you're working from home um or like freelancing or whatever um just 
putting a boundary like with yourself to say like oh I don't answer emails past this certain time or I'm only going to answer emails on my laptop as opposed to my phone because like your phone is something you take around with you and it's a way to kind of get rid of that burden um also like just again like Lucy said about the zoom calls like you don't always have to take zoom calls all the time or you can say no to them and there's no um oh well you're at home you're not doing anything else so why can't you answer the call no that that's not the case but like no because you're a human yeah. you might be tired exactly you might be stressed so you just simply just don't feel like talking to people and that's like completely fine um what other boundaries I'm slowing down like doing things like um going outside I know it's important like there was a point where I didn't leave the house for over two weeks and I didn't even notice <laughs> and now I kind of like have a point to myself that I have to leave the house at least every other day um and it does make me feel a lot more sane um but that's a boundary I've set with myself and also like making sure I get like enough exercise because I know that it will make me feel good and like it'll make me feel active and like I'm doing something and like stronger um having a routine or ritual doing things like saying only speaking to yourself with kindness because you really need like need to realize that when you're speaking to yourself you're kind of speaking to your inner child and you wouldn't say these like nasty things to a child or you wouldn't like tell a child like oh my gosh you're pathetic or you're useless or you're stupid like you you wouldn't do that like a child that you love mm-hmm. like you wouldn't intentionally do that um especially if they were feeling like bad about themselves so you really need to speak to your inner like yourself like you're speaking to your inner child which is really important because um when you're thinking like if you don't know what your inner child is it's like um basically like the state of like you as a child um so when people talk about like doing inner child work um it's like so say you were sort of like traumatized and trauma doesn't have to be like a really like it doesn't have to be like a really big trauma that happened to you but like little things and it's like the thing that the child um the child you at that stage of the trauma needed to hear is like Mm. the things you need to say to yourself or like the child you at that trauma the things they needed to do or like the way they needed to be treated that's how that you need to treat yourself um in order to heal from that trauma um at that particular timeline um Mm. yeah that's like mostly inner child work but there's so much more to it that's why the positive affirmations work too because you're telling yourself what your inner child needs to hear you don't need to like qualify to do inner child work I don't want anyone thinking like oh I didn't really go through anything so like I'm not really I don't really need to do that it's not about that it's about your core beliefs and what like you learned about how you felt about yourself as a child Mm -hmm. and whether you feel like those things aren't helping you today um if it's if it's if you feel like you're carrying um a burden in terms of what you're feeling about yourself and you should just not engage in negative self-talk you know yeah you should just change your narrative like and and talk to the young you inside you and be like what do you need how can I make you feel better yeah I know that is really important um yeah uh oh another note we had like just 
about just looking after yourself and slowing down basically is screen time like validating your screen time like checking it like is this good screen time or bad screen time so for example things that are like good screen time will be like listening to a podcast i don't know listen to our podcast maybe listen to a podcast <laughs> um reading like looking looking at an reading an ebook um reading an article um just doing something from your phone that gives you pleasure um bad screen time is like taking in news that you really don't want to see like all the time so like a good thing to do is maybe i don't know this is kind of like it's quite it's quite a big thing um i don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings but maybe spend a day off social media oh my god I, that could help wow <laughs> No, that, but you know that that is groundbreaking it's telling because we we took instagram we took a um instagram poll and we asked you guys um how much you like social media like do you like using instagram basically and none of you said that you liked it like particularly like that much all the mm. results were like kind of like 50 50 or like quite low um and then the next question was like do you go on instagram every day and everyone was like yes <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing i'm gonna do about it so <laughs> like why are you doing it um and I, I, I know it's a reflex i know no yeah i know like it's... i've had countless times where i have put my phone down picked it up to check the time um looked at it like in a second and seen that I was scrolling through Instagram mm -hmm. <laughs> and I turned my phone back off and I'm like oh I don't even know what the time is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I completely relate to this where you go on your phone for one thing and then you realize you're doing something else and you're like what what is happening it's so annoying but like for me like not having screen time it always um not having too much screen time always gives me like a much nicer perspective when I go back to doing it and it is just nice having a break and then, so I know that when I'm going on it, I'm going on it because I actually want to be on it. Okay, we wanted to talk about um, a thing called Enneagram types. And okay, I'm going to like extensively, not extensively, just I'm going to go into this basically. Um, for people who don't know what Enneagram types are, it's basically what kind of personality type you are. So like your common traits that you have and like your fears. And it's amazing because they really help you to kind of like deal with what kind of person you are like how to um how to like identify like your center struggles in life and a lot of the time it kind of does root from childhood but look everything everything roots from childhood trauma literally everything um <laughs> you need to just kind of get over it and accept it yeah everything does and our whole lives we're trying to work on our child our childhood trauma <laughs> in our adult life that that's what literally all we're doing um but yeah so yeah I'm gonna read these out they also do help when you're trying to identify ways in which you can grow and develop um and care for yourself right okay so I'm gonna do a rundown of the nine types of Enneagram the nine Enneagram types which Enneagram literally means nine figure um 
It's just going to be a fun little quiz, I feel yeah. like. Everyone can join in with us. Tell us so, what you are. Yeah, so the way to kind of identify, to figure out what type you are is if you feel attacked by any of these or, like, you identify with them, like, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, okay, so... Type... No, be bitter, be better. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> so the first one, um, the type one, is the reformer. So the personality traits of this is rational, idealistic type, you're principled, you're, you've got quite a lot, you've got self-control, um, you're quite orderly, you're quite ethical and practical and follow rules. Um, some cons, so like some things you may struggle with with your personality is that you can be quite judgmental um, and slightly intolerant if you if someone violates your ethics um, and could be a perfectionist but these aren't necessarily like negative things these are just like the other side of your personality mm. and your like fear like your core fear um, is you're scared of being a bad person so you hold yourself to um sometimes an impossibly high standard and I was going through this with my mum this morning she asked me about it and I was telling her about Enneagram types and she was like "Ooh, do me do me so <laughs> I read out the first one she was like that's me and I was like mum that's you and she was like I know like that's literally me and I was like mum that's literally you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's like God, you just shut your book like we don't need to continue that's <laughs> <laughs> then I read out mine and she was like that is you like completely but yeah okay so Type two. Um, so type two is known as the helper and they tend to be quite um, caring, um, quite generous, sometimes, yeah, quite generous, quite, um, they're a giver, they like look, they like looking after people, they're quite compassionate. So they're, they're kind of like a parent type, so like the ideal parent. Um, so if you have that friend who's like, always like looking after people and like all those things like that is the type two enneagram the helper um and on the other side of their personality they tend to be quite maybe sometimes possessive um slightly overbearing and maybe sometimes a little bit manipulative but this isn't always an intentional thing um so we're not like atting you like that um could be quite people pleasing and yeah I said possessive yeah slightly possessive and their core fears are rooted in the fact that no one will need them or love them um so they kind of compensate by always giving themselves to people or like doing all these things for people so that they feel useful basically um so type three this is the performer. So they are a performer, they're achiever, they're usually quite popular, quite confident, quite ambitious, they're driven by success and like validation and attention. On the other side, um, they are actually, well, it does, it is that whole thing that like they are validated by other people's validations and like people knowing that they're doing like good things and like they're successful and by a status um and their fears are rooted in the fact that they feel like they could actually be worthless and they don't know who they are without all that validation so which is why they kind of overachieve and they like um feel like it's That's yeah they feel like it's important to be successful all the time and like to be well known as like doing all these things um and then there's type four now 
this is the artist so they don't necessarily have to make art but um they're the romantic they are that guy in the coffee shop who is like writing poetry wearing black um looking broody um <laughs> that's that's the type four um is it actually called the artist yeah yeah the sorry the individualist um and they um they find it quite important to be unique so they need to be unique to show you how like different they are but this actually um stems from the fact that they feel really different but in a negative way so they're kind of trying to prove themselves like okay I'm different I'm different and I feel bad about it but I'm gonna like take this further so like let me appreciate how different I am I need to show you like I'm unique I'm like good at these things in a different way um but yeah their fear stems from feeling different and feeling Mm. like misunderstood and like they don't have an identity now type five is the thinker the investigator so that like absent-minded professor they're like curious and they have a need to understand the world in like a conceptual way um as opposed to a practical way um so they seem to be quite intense um the intense cerebral type um they're like innovative quite secretive and usually isolated um and their fear um, stems from the fact that they feel that they're kind of useless in a mundane day-to-life, day-to-day life, um, day-to-day life, day-to-day way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, they feel, like, slightly inadequate and useless at things that, like, are kind of, like, normal human things. So they overcompensate by knowing all these, like, intellectual concepts. So they can talk to you about, like, quantum physics and, like, the way that, like, these things work, but they may struggle to understand things like normal day-to-day relationships or like holding down like a normal job like you know like those kind of like normal mundane stuff um then so I'm trying to whiz past this because I don't want to take up too much time um then (laughs) there's past there's um type which one did I just do did I do type five the investigator yeah yeah there's type six which um they are the loyalist and um apparently this is like the most common type but i'm not sure how that data is found out like the most common personality type so don't take my word for that um but yeah so they're the loyalists they're quite skeptical um but they tend to be quite um ride or die they're always there for you they're always reliable they're fairly likable um on the other side of their personality they could seem quite fearful and like quite self-doubting and maybe a bit aggressive so people tend to like well they tend to keep their guards up um but like once you know them and like once they know you and they trust you then that's it they're like ride or die for life um but this is all rooted in their core fears and their fears are actually because they're quite insecure and like fairly anxious they need the security um which is why they kind of latch on to people because they don't actually trust their own inner guidance. So they, well, to an extent, and they tend to like latch on to people, like go with their guidance um, because they also fear like abandonment. That's like the main thing. They fear being abandoned, which is also why they don't always trust their core selves because it's like, um, like, they, like, I don't know, it, it links like that. Um, so type seven 
is the optimist and they tend to make you feel good about being around them or like mostly like knowing them they are quick learners they're curious they're excited about new things fairly bold um always busy fun loving spontaneous like versatile um and then the other side of the personality is like they get distracted quite easily and they're quite like messy quite scattered um they could be like impulsive or like slightly overindulgent or materialistic um and their fear is like rooted in like they're not getting enough or like they're not getting enough out of something or like they don't want to be deprived or like they have this fear of like being limited or like pinned down in or like like in one box or and not be able to like have these other things um so they may go on overdrive um and like this is the one I related to the most like I I kind of am too I read it and my mom was like that's you and I was like that's me yeah and it's like I saw it and I was like I feel like it's also a typical Sagittarius like wanting to be free and like do all these things and do as much as they can because they're scared of like being like held down if that makes sense Mm. um and then type A is the challenger so this person's like a natural born leader basically they're quite domineering so like when they walk into a room you can tell that this person is going to um tell everyone what to do um they're quite energetic they're quite um they're not afraid of confrontation at all like they don't really see it as a big deal so they're not like passive aggressive um the other side of their personality is everything is kind of about a power play with them so there's like a power dynamic in everything um if you're like in a relationship with this person or any sort of relationship like a platonic um uh romantic this person tends to look at things as power plays like so you're doing something like okay that's a power move I don't want to be controlled I want to be the one who's controlling and that is because their deep fear is a fear of being controlled so therefore they are the controlling ones so they can't be controlled Mm. um so I'm trying to like whiz through these and then type nine is I thought that type nine would be actually the most common personality trait. Um, Type nine is the peacemaker. So this person is easygoing, they're receptive, they're reassuring, they're quite um, agreeable, Um, they're quite complacent. They go with the flow and they're like fairly down to earth. So this is the kind of person where um, you'd ask them like, um, what do you want to do today? And they'd be like, oh, I don't know, what do you want to do? And this is probably because they generally don't know what they want to do they tend to not have too much of a like enforced opinion um so that's the other side of their personality they tend to be fairly out of touch with themselves sometimes um they will do anything to avoid conflict um they are probably quite passive aggressive um not always able to assert their own individuality or like personality and their fear is the fear of being separated from others or losing relationships through conflict which is why like their personality makes sense because like you're scared of losing people or you're scared of like being separated so you kind of like go with the flow and you go with what these people want to do so like in a relationship you tend to be kind of like um oh I'll, I'll do this for this person because this is what they want to, they want or like kind of make yourself um palatable to other people um yeah but yeah they're the different types of enneagram they're the different enneagram types so yeah which one do you relate to more most after reading all of them out i 
I don't know. I was going to ask you, what do you think I am? Because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling a bit. Because there's, there's ones that I feel like I relate to in the sense of I relate to them when I was younger. Because I've oh, okay. since therapy, I feel like I've changed a lot as a person. Yeah. So when you read out type two, I thought that's me at like 17 years old, being like, no one will love me if I'm not always giving something, and mm. and. And I wanted to just please everybody. That's quite um, interesting that you said it's like through growing because the thing about these Enneagram types is that they're basically who you were when you were younger and it it continues in your adult life. But um, the thing is like you're aware of these traits, but it doesn't mean that you can't change. Like you're still kind of, that was, it's basically your inner child. Like that was who you were, fund- that's who you are fundamentally. But you, um, you, the, the whole point of these types is that you know how to grow from these things so like Mm. if like you're a type two like I guess that does make sense um but I don't think I I don't I don't relate to it now that's the thing I kind of yeah I feel for me back then but now I'm like who would I be now I feel like I might be the optimist now yeah I think like that's the whole I think sometimes it's hard to explain because it's kind of like um you're this personality type but you can change um but that's because like you kind of know how to you're you're basically aware of it at the back of your mind so you know how to like approach yourself so say that you were like a type nine person like the peacemaker and like doing all these stuff things you can like actively change like say you have like gone to therapy and you've worked on these things or you just like are self-aware about that you can kind of like actively change yourself into being closer to like the type eight person so the challenger who is like um Mm. trying to be a leader and like all those things but it's like maybe your inner child was the type nine if that makes sense yeah that's that's what I'm feeling right now um well what what would you say um I think that I I agree with you like I get the whole like type two thing but I also get the type nine thing like I can see type two um in like you see me as a type nine sorry not type nine what am I saying type seven um I see I get the type two things because like I do you are quite a compassionate person like you are like helpful and stuff like that but I don't think that you're so um I feel like you develop past that like whole needing needing to feel useful for people so doing more um, yeah, I've definitely let a lot of that go. I used to be terrible. Yeah, but it's I used like I used to be like I will not, I will do whatever everyone else wants to do because I just don't want to. I don't want anyone to like me less. Yeah, but I can definitely tell that's a thing that you've definitely overcome because you're quite um, you're quite self aware of that. I feel like in conversations with hat we've had, I can tell that you're quite self aware of um, like mm-hmm. being like that well you're quite self-aware of like not not being like that basically um but you are also like quite an optimistic person and like yeah I yeah I feel like I feel like I've grown into a type seven because the cons and the fears that I see there now Mm. are like afraid of not getting enough or being deprived or being overindulgent or impulsive those are definitely things that I've had to have several conversations with myself about like (laughs) this year in particular oh gosh yeah (laughs) No, I feel like I'm fully type seven. Um, I'm quite scatty, my scatty. It's quite scatty-minded. Um, you are. My brain is everywhere. 
really is. It's just like it's because you're a multitasker. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like being versatile and like spontaneous and like I like doing things I like. Like I like doing things out of pleasure and I like learning as well. Like that's I think they're quite like big things for me. Um, but it's 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 interesting to know. But um, the reason I brought them up was because I read this article on the Good Trade, and um, I'll link about the Good Trade as well. They are like it's they're amazing. They're so good when it comes to like um, being mindful and like looking after yourself and all those things. But um, I read this article. I won't go into it too much because we're running out of time. <laughs> um, I read this article called "Self Care Practices." Self Care Practices you can do at home based on your Enneagram type. Um, so that's why it's useful. So once you figure out what your Enneagram type is, um, this will be like more helpful to you. Uh, so I'll just do a quick rundown, basically, because yeah, we're running out of time. And you can you can look at it when we link the article. So if you're a type one person, you should really seek out like lighthearted activities while you're at home. Be playful and go easy on yourself. Like this is really important because if you're the kind of person who goes like who holds yourself to such a high standard and you're quite a perfectionist, you need to like let your hair down now and then, like make let yourself be a child. Um Enneagram two, your self-care tips are practice daily solitude and like things like yoga, go on walks, um, do some meditation. And this is and speak to yourself with the same way you speak to like the same compassion that you speak to a loved one. Um, and that's important because obviously if you're the kind of person who feels that like you need other people's validation in order to feel like validated yourself or like anything like that, um, it's important to know that like you're enough for yourself basically um yeah. and like all of these are good because it also tells like it also gives you hints into what your affirmations would be um so self-care tips for three is name your true feelings so if you're feeling exhausted you have to like claim that that emotion is true and accept it so whatever you feel let let yourself feel that and like let yourself be like okay with feeling these things um you should clock out when you're supposed to if you're working from home um avoid like checking emails and like stuff like that um for type three so what was type three again type three was people who were um performers achievers so that kind of thing so yeah the helpful thing is to give yourself some time not to perform basically um type four these are really helpful <laughs> type four um self-care tips for you is to look for a light and grab hold of it so basically use a gratitude gen journal um record like small things that help you small things that make you happy um embrace like physical activities um to resist from like de de detaching um stay outside go outside take walks do some yoga do something that like helps you navigate your thoughts and feelings because you're meant to be in touch like your fear is rooted in not having your identity and like being too different so you need to really like learn to connect it with yourself and then um type five self-care is honor your loved ones for big questions and information by turning to journaling to help your process so basically you need to set healthy boundaries um 
so that like you have a good way to like um set healthy boundaries so you have a good way to kind of um connect to people around you as well um I think that's a really important thing for type five you need to basically learn how to ask people for help and like form basic like strengthen your relationships with other people and also Mm. like meditate that's a good thing for a type five type six type six a good thing to do is use a schedule for stability um try and do things to like maintain stress so if you're feeling anxious like verbally name your fears say them out loud write them out um use breathing apps um keep a tidy space so this is like the the one that's apparently the most common one the loyalist the skeptical um the ride or die um and then type seven um your self-care tips are resist the urge to plan the party for when this is all over stop browsing cheap flights um instead secure yourself to the present moment so like um they also have like a list or a deck on the website that you can look at they've like linked to it i'll also link to it um spend time outside while following social distancing rules obviously um get some organic spices um from around the world to help to help curb that travel itch so like do things that like you can still be like spontaneous and like well read and stuff but like at home like read a book I feel like that helps as well like escape to a new world um these are all things I do to like help myself oh my god I'm starting to think I'm a type six really yeah I'm gonna have to seriously sit down with myself after it's quite fun to like learn all these things though yeah um so the type eight the things for you to do is take care of the underdogs through financial support and online advocacy so donate to like organizations um donate to like charities that help um again meditate um do some mindful breathing exercises to help you with any sort of like anger or frustration that you feel and when you feel like kind of like angsty go for like a run or bike ride or something to like get your blood pumping basically so that's that was for like the um challenger the leader that person so you just finding other ways to take out all the that those like emotions and that power struggle that you're feeling internally and then type nine the final one I'm sure you're tired of me like talking (laughs) (laughs) um the self-care tips for them is like use resources and rituals to help structure your day and keep yourself alert through this season take morning walks exercise explore creative products um, projects for yourself um meditate do things that you want to do um by yourself especially while you're at home make your own like tiny decisions like about what you're gonna have at dinner voice your opinion like practice doing these things and like try to resist going with the flow sometimes make sure you're doing things intentionally you're doing it because you want to do it um consider like getting a pet that's something that you have control over like when you have a pet it's then like something you have to look after and you have to make decisions for it because like animals are like helpless but um yeah so they're all the things that we thought of um, god that's amazing they're the things that were in the article um this episode maybe it will be like 15 minutes longer um <laughs> i honestly found that like that's so useful that it's like life-changing because once you know what kind of person you are it honestly sets you oh, up really to 
being self-aware and knowing what you need and knowing how you can grow as a person like just because you're these types and like look at the like I don't want to say negative traits but the the traits on the other side of your personality and your fears it doesn't mean that like you're always gonna be like that it just means that you're aware of it and you know how to like avoid that or like change if that's what you want to do um so yeah on that note I think we should finish on unless there's like something else you want to add no I feel great (laughs) okay that's good um but yeah make sure just want to say make sure you're being like living life intentionally right now like that's the most important thing for me personally um I just wanted to ask what Lucy what yes what does your ideal or perfect day look like when it's like a day off oh my god when it's a day off yeah oh my god I love this so I wake up Mm -hmm. I have like I'd like to have like maybe like a good 30 minutes alone Mm. I have to have like when you said like that moment of solitude I was like oh I totally understand that so I have like a moment alone with a cup of tea have some breakfast probably go outside a a good walk Mm -hmm. like a good hour two hour walk I feel like it's nice sometimes in the not wilderness Mm. but (laughs) in nature (laughs) in the woods (laughs) um I just feel really good when I'm like around trees <laughs> um and then spend probably the rest of it like with friends um have a balance of like alone and friend time I find that's really important mm-hmm. um make good food um and yeah that sounds- mine's always about having a balance of alone time and people time yeah that sounds quite nice though I like that I like the getting out seeing some trees <laughs> no I have to see trees it's not enough for me to go on a walk in a city I need to see and be around trees and greenery and then I feel good no I get that (laughs) what about yours um I say like my ideal day um I say like considering being like around this time so I can't like go like too far out um waking up not too early or maybe if I did wake up early I'll just sit in bed for a bit um put on some music (laughs) have a mini dance party for myself oh we love mini dance parties have like a really nice long bath and probably like watch something really stupid and mind-numbing on Netflix either that or something like super thought-provoking or like some sort of like crime thriller while I'm in the bath (laughs) oh that 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 sounds amazing to me um obviously with candles and like light some incense so that I can like smell nice things around my surroundings um have a little fashion show while I'm getting dressed um I'll just like put on some outfits put on some music (laughs) wear like fun makeup put like glitter on my face just like dress up however I want to dress up I love this and then maybe do some baking like bake something I haven't baked before like I love cooking I love baking like it's one of my passions live love what is it live love live live laugh love <laughs> live love love <laughs> but um yeah bake something fun that I haven't baked before using like fun fresh ingredients maybe like mostly using lemons I love baking with lemons I don't know what it is maybe some throwing some edible flowers there um and then at some point in the day, like, lie on, like, a really soft 
rug on a really soft rug um but like lying on my back and have like my feet either on the wall or legs like hanging on my bed or the sofa and read a book like I don't know what it is just lying on your back with your legs up reading a book is like I don't know I feel like really like in my inner child when I do stuff like that I don't know why I love that it's just like it's nice just like something like that and then maybe listen to a podcast later um do some painting or like just paint a canvas like a massive canvas um but yeah I think that's like my ideal day well on that note everyone (laughs) thank you for listening I hope we hope you learned something um I've found this to be incredibly pleasurable this entire podcast me too. I really like recording this one. Let us know your Enneagram types. If not, you can figure them out and like look at your... Oh yeah, I'll, I'll link... We'll put the um, article down as well so that you can look at your um, the best self-care things for you to do according to yeah. your Enneagrams. But yeah. And right now my laptop's about to die. Oh, perfect timing. So... Oh, same! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's finish now. Thank you for listening, everyone. Enjoy your day.